0: Kid. So, all right, we're going to try this out. We're recording right now. It's all these specific. I hear some fucking birds and shit in the background. Yeah, it's God. me. I'm walking. God damn it, Chris. Jackie Pancakes is his name in this.
1: <laughs> Chris, is <laughs> walking right now? I just walked to the bank, bitches. <laughs> Why, you pulling out all your cash because of COVID?
2: COVID. I'm putting everything in gold bouillon. <laughs> yeah.
1: What? Gold bouillon.
2: <laughs> I don't give a fuck.
1: I'm
0: not paranoid. I'm not paranoid. So yeah, I'm totally paranoid. The audio doesn't sound too bad here, guys, except for Chris, uh, obviously walking in a fucking (laughs) wind. I'm sorry. Is it really bad? It's well. It's windy.
2: Okay. Can we make it out? I'm
0: almost home. God damn it! All right. Yeah. Okay. So We've got 40 minutes. Uh, We're on Zoom, which apparently is highly, highly uh, unsafe to use. Whatever. Russian hackers. Yeah, we're we're gonna have nudity. any semitic slurs, it's gonna be bad. It's fucking horrible.
2: Yeah, but the best thing about it is it's got wicked backgrounds. <laughs> go on <in> the ISS! <laughs> go, go in San Francisco Bay! I don't know why I'm doing Arnold Schwarzenegger, but anyway.
1: So can we just have a little rundown of where everyone's calling from? Because uh, I, yeah. I am in my garage, sitting at a uh, plastic uh, four-foot table.
2: Are you smoking?
1: I'm smoking, yeah. You
2: ever heard of COVID, buddy? I have. (laughs) As he takes a long haul.
0: Chris is uh, calling in from uh, Krispy Kreme.
2: No, I'm calling in from, where am I? Uh, 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 Private Street in Carlton Heights, Ontario.
0: Guys, are
1: are are we doing this by video or no? No, no.
2: No, no, just audio.
1: Just audio. Okay, I understand. I understand.
2: That's good. Good thing you understand. Yeah. All
0: right, you guys ready to get into this? Take my pants yeah. off on. All right. Who's watching? Uh, <laughs> who's watching time?
2: Uh, here. I guess I will. You did ask me to do this, so sorry. Yeah. I was it. not paying attention. Oh, yeah, I had like here, here, here. one thing
0: to do. So here, Chris is like, if you're outside,
1: I'll I'll take the time. I got the time right here.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, Whoa! I'm just realizing I took the time some other time, and I'm at 1776 hours. Okay, time to reset that one.
0: That's
2: wow. Okay,
0: Jackie. Go Pankins. ahead. My name. So I I called this uh, podcast to order because mm. uh, the world is fucked up. Like what? Like what is happening? Fuck! I know. What? What do, you, what do you guys like? What do you mean by that? Okay, so there's there's a few things that are messed
2: <laughs> up. Gus is so like devil's advocate. What do you is, mean so, by that?
0: is something happening? I should be aware of. Yeah, <laughs> Let, let's talk about this, okay? First, obviously, COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a bi- that's a big one. All right. So it sucks.
1: I was my gonna question. say g- dandelions on my front lawn, but COVID tops
0: up for sure. So number one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My question for you guys is what uh are we supposed to do?
2: <sighs> nothing. <laughs> We're supposed to do nothing. There's nothing to do.
0: I just find that then the reason I'm asking this is because the messaging has been so poor.
2: Oh, I totally has been.
0: Gus, do you
1: agree? Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe it's because I work in like a healthcare environment. I'm kind of like, you know,
0: I'm not I'm not really surprised. You know, Chris apparently works in a portal to Hades because I'm sorry. Is it really windy? Yeah. No,
1: Chris. It's like, are you on like the summit of Everest?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just it's kind of windy out here. But can you hear Ma'am- me? Why did you phone this in and request seven thirty when you're outside clearly in a vortex? <laughs>
2: <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry for being in a vortex, guys.
0: Okay, we're a
1: minute we're a minute and forty seconds in, and we're already bashing them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, so it's terrible. So, Gus, you're on the uh, the side of that the messaging has been good. Chris, you yes. disagree? Please, no. I,
2: I I think the fucking messaging is so awful. I was gonna well, tell you guys about it, something I read in the Economist today.
0: Oh,
1: go for it! I love it.
2: Well, Gus, you'd appreciate this since you're smoking, but
1: well, <laughs> everything well, I, I've been I, I, so. Here's the thing, guys. Like, let, let's mm-hmm. let's put, let's put the record straight. So, since COVID has started, um, mm-hmm. I haven't been smoking cigarettes. Okay. I've, oh, okay. I've, I've been smoking Canada's other brand of legal smoke, Crystal Meth.
2: Crystal Meth. Peter Jackson's. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> So I've been manufacturing crystal meth with my four-year-old <laughs> son. And, wow. Yeah, no, but anyways, I haven't smoked, uh, like, you know, smoking, smoking, uh, but I continue to uh, enjoy the uh,
2: marijuana. Oh, so you're not actually smoking tobacco is what you're saying?
1: Right, right, right. Oh, good for you. Well, thank you.
2: I was poking fun, but I- I'm trying to be encouraging because we're friends.
1: Okay, so so go ahead with, with, with your smoker's death notice.
2: Well, okay, this is the thing. The Economist, which is typically a fairly credible and reliable publication, you would think, right? You would think. Yeah. They said that uh, smokers are less likely to get COVID-19. What the fuck?
1: Oh, no, that's ludicrous.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, is this for real?
1: Is it, is it, is it the why? Mr. Burns syndrome of us having too many diseases?
2: <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I was, I was just like, this is nuts. This is, like, why is this a thing now?
0: Okay, but what was their reasoning? They So just, it
2: was just based on some sample study. Hmm.
0: Yeah, but so, it, it, you it, must be uh, like 80% more likely to die if you smoke.
2: I don't know. I can't make heads or tails out of this. stuff. I really can't.
0: Well, I can't make guys, heads or tails out ridiculous. of the fact that you sound like Maverick from Top Gun. Uh, apparently the shuttle Challenger <laughs> is taking off in the background. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry, there's a little bit of a wind here. I'm less than 10 minutes away from home. I promise you, it'll be much better once I'm in the house.
1: Okay. Shouldn't you be social isolating anyways? Like, why
2: are you outside? Well, you can go outside, dude. You're not supposed supposed to like fucking hermit in your house like Sigourney Weaver and Copycat. I don't think so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I go over and lick my neighbor.
2: (laughs) I just dropped a 90s movie reference. What do you mean you lick your neighbors?
0: Oh, you heard that? Shit. (sighs)
2: That's
0: weird. Okay, so Chris, the economist, they said this. They said
2: if you're a smoker, you're less likely to get COVID-19.
0: I I think you're more likely to
2: die. (laughs) How about you are more likely to die?
0: Yeah, you're just more likely to die. Okay, but... Assholes. So let's discuss this then. My whole thing about the messaging and why I feel it's been poor, and Gus, like, just correct me if I'm wrong, because I know that you work uh, in a medical place, but um, my issue is that for a long time, while this was sort of ramping up, it was like, oh, there's no need to be concerned. We weren't screening people at the airports. We weren't really, uh, you know, testing travel. Chris, is that a... Th- Are you in the rainforest? What the fuck was that? I know it sounds like Predator. It's a woodpecker. Jesus oh, <laughs> Christ. Okay. It's I think I
2: just saw Carl Weather.
0: He's <laughs> about to die. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So then we... Uh, then all of a sudden, it's declared a pandemic, and shit changed. Like it, it's almost like it went nothing to see here, and then pandemic shut it all down. So pretty well, Gus. Yeah. What's your what's your opinion on that? Okay, well,
1: I I must confess that like within uh, Canada, I think the messaging has been pretty good. Um, at the beginning of this, I found the international messaging was very poor, and so the thing is, is that like you know countries really you know let's let's face it uh y- you don't want to be the guy that shuts down all international air travel within north america you don't want to be that guy no uh, and so in the effort to not be that guy they listen to international authorities like the who who quite frankly you know it was in what like 70 not 70 but it was in like what 15 countries they were like no it's not a pandemic don't worry about it no i'm pretty sure it is it was, pan, it was a it was
2: it was a pandemic in January.
0: Uh yeah, pretty much. Oh so, Chris, you really got to do something about this, man. It sounds like I'm you're almost
2: in. I'm almost home. Is that better?
0: It sounds like you're inside the event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just saw Larry Fishburne.
0: We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving. Um. Okay. So the international messaging was poor, but Canada's reaction, you find, has been good so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I would ag-
2: I would agree with Gus.
0: Okay, so Chris, you find that the Canadian uh based on the information that they had, the Canadian government's response has been good.
2: It's been, well, no, the Okay, here, let me qualify this, okay? Yeah. The Canadian government's response post it becoming a major issue inside the country has been okay. The Canadian government's response to this being an issue when it was outside of the country has been abysmal.
0: Gus, would you
1: agree? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Because it's like, you know, I, I don't know. After it was such a big deal in China, and I mean, like like Chris said in January, like when it was a really big deal, I mean, you should just shut down the air trouble. At least to, you know... Uh, like across the pond. You know what I mean? It wasn't so...
0: At least at Hubei. At
2: least a Hubei Hube province like where Wuhan was. Yeah, it's,
0: it's kind of insane. That's a very good point, Chris. Especially coming from inside Tron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally 50 feet from my house.
0: Okay. Um. So, I, I mean, that was my whole thing. It, it seemed like it was a big surprise to people how, how quickly this sort of went from and. to shut it down, stay in your house, you know, social distancing, all these things. Uh, I totally agree. I'll, I'll just state like right off Oh my god. I'll state right off the bat that What's I don't it meant. It's like there, I, I could make so many references to what you said. Like, right <laughs> <laughs> Am I in Wait, Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie? <laughs> Wait until you listen back.
2: Okay, listen, I'm almost at home. I can see the yellow gene. One second.
0: Oh, I think it's... Uh,
2: that was the most brisk walk I've ever taken.
0: Okay, how many calories, Chris?
2: Fifty. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Stop pressuring me. Okay, I'm home. I'm
0: home okay, guys. where are we time-wise, Gus? Is that like the whole podcast right there? Uh, like 12 minutes. Oh, shit, we got 30 seconds left. Oh, good. No, no, no. We've <laughs> only been podcast, going, guys. We've okay. only been going nine minutes and five seconds. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, how it went from, like, zero to shut down the country. Now, I agree with shutting down the country. I agree with social distancing. I agree with all that. Noise. And now it's weird because I don't – this is where I find the messaging weird is that it's, like, social distance and it's dangerous outside and this and that. But we're opening her up. <laughs> Yeah, that's messed up. It doesn't make any sense. I
2: I don't
0: know. Are we opening up? Are we not opening up? I I think I think it's a little premature
1: to be honest, man. Like uh, I think that what's what's going to happen is we're just going to see we're we're going to see roughly the same level. You know, we're going to get down to the bottom of this curve, like because you got to figure week seven of this, which was like two weeks ago, yeah, um, was the highest week for deaths and new. Uh, new cases and all of that stuff. So you know the week after that was lower than week six, right? So Mm -hmm. we we just need to understand that like it's it's kind of on its way down, but that doesn't mean like let's go buck wild and uh you know reopen all the clubs and shit because that would be disaster because there's
0: a lot of people walking around (laughs) with it that don't know they have it.
2: I love how Gus is like let's reopen all the clubs.
0: <laughs> That's specifically the exact opposite of what he just said.
2: <laughs> no, but he said the first business he was like, "Yeah, let's reopen all the clubs."
1: <laughs> first order of business: need first those nightclubs open now.
2: The clubs, <laughs> massage <laughs> parlors. This
0: is ridiculous.
2: I, I don't know. I think they need to get some separate opinions from like different people about this like, stuff. Like whom? Well, I don't know. There's a big part of me that's like, like I think economists have to be like included in this, right?
1: No, 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 no. I I, I completely disagree with that.
2: Well, why why do you disagree with that?
1: Because the economy plays no part in, you know, the determinants of. I mean, what am I about to say is wrong, but what I'm saying in this particular instance, the economy shouldn't shouldn't have any sway as to whether things reopen or not open because the point is is a what 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 is going to make things worse health wise and very often those two don't come together you know the economy is going to tell you you better open shit really soon or shit's going to go south but you know on the health side you need to play it play it easy
2: well gus do you think that sweden is doing things correctly
1: i don't know what sweden's doing actually so
2: Sweden, in a nutshell, is is open for business. They're just practicing and abiding by, uh, you know, kind of common social distancing measures and rules. Mm-hmm. Anybody over the age of 60 is essentially uh, being ordered to stay home mm-hmm. and is being told quite clearly that they're at the greatest risk. So yeah. they should, they, sh- they should like just quarantine themselves. And Otherwise, it's business as usual. Schools are open, businesses are open, restaurants and pubs are open. People are like Purelling and washing their hands like beans. And like I said, they're practicing social distancing. And some of the things that I've been reading, there's, been, there's kind of two perspectives on this. Some people are going, well, Sweden's making a huge mistake. And their death rate is higher than most other Scandinavian countries. But it's kind of in the middle for the rest of Europe. But yet their economy is open. And then some people are going, this is actually the best way to do it because the only way to get over this is to achieve herd immunity. So all we're doing is essentially just deferring um, the inevitable, which is that you know this is going to be prevalent in society. Like it's a, it's a virus that's going, to, that's going to run its course through the community.
0: So, Chris, what do you say about the studies so far that have shown that uh, herd immunity may not work because you can recontract the virus?
2: I don't, I don't know. I, I, like, this is where this, the messaging is all over the place. And I kind of feel like, because I also read uh, a South Korean medical study that was quite credible that suggested that um, you can't reacquire, it didn't suggest, it overtly asserted that you cannot get reacquire the virus. The 52 people in South Korea that were apparently reinfected, which is the last thing I read, in fact, never had the virus completely. They never re- recovered completely from the virus. So the virus had a little bit of a comeback. At the later stages of recovery, so what I've read is that there's there's yet to be any proof or or data or evidence that suggests that you can get you can reacquire this virus and that you you can't develop an immunity to it. I mean, you, you develop you develop immunity to most viruses that you know ultimately don't kill you. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like the media is really making everything absolutely worse, as are some politicians. So. You know, I don't know, man. This is this is a little bit of an unprecedented time because this is a virus. I think this is a virus that is more serious. Um, it's more fatal than the flu. Uh, it's it's uh, it's more serious than the seasonal flu. We also have no natural immunity to it, and we have no antiviral. We have no antiviral therapy.
0: So, what so, would you say then? Would you say that rather than the whole herd immunity thing, that mm-hmm. we should uh, phase in? Once uh, a vaccine is developed,
2: Uh, we should phase in what? Phase in just start phasing
0: in. Just start phasing in business uh, as people are given the vaccine, which could take a while. I know it's like how many billions of people on Earth. Like,
2: man, I I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm not sure what the answer is to that. I think that, yeah, I think the sooner we can start phasing things in and getting people back working and doing things, the better. Like. I just, I just think that, like, listen, we had a pandemic in two thousand and nine with H one N one, and in twenty years we also had the SARS and the SARS outbreak, which killed like, you know, I think it was fifty people in Canada, and was significantly more severe as a respiratory illness so as a coronavirus than COVID nineteen. We had MERS, so we have had three pandemics in twenty years. Pandemic is defined as like an illness that essentially starts affecting multiple countries or a certain threshold of com- uh, countries globally. So. I don't know, man. I, I'm, in, I'm in a little bit of awe and disbelief as to why this is what is like, you know, bringing the world economy to its knees. And like people are going to massive amounts of debt to, you know, mitigate something that could have very easily have been prevented with common sense measures. I don't understand what's going so, on.
0: So are you just for backgrounds purposes? Are you comfortable talking about your work or not?
2: About my work? Yes. What do you mean?
0: um and i'll edit this out if you're not comfortable but the fact that you are a landlord and a small business owner
2: yeah i'm I'm comfortable talking about that i, I think i told you guys i was interviewed by the cbc on thursday and uh it was it was an interesting thing they were looking for an, a landlord's perspective and they effectively asked me if it was like if it was moral to give an eviction notice uh, in light of the circumstances right now and you know <laughs> i don't know what to say man like you know, it, uh, I I do think it's moral to give uh, uh, a notice that you haven't been, you haven't paid your rent, and then ultimately to pursue evictions, even you know even during the time that we're in now. Like, I I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I, I don't think things can just stop. Like like you know, some of these people who are calling for like rent boycotts, like indefinite rent boycotts and stuff like that. Like, that's not sustainable. That's not tenable.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Here's here's the thing. Though, is, like, th- this is where I really feel like. uh so Todd, back to like the communication from the government side, man, is like, okay, they've, they've communicated, you know, I'm, I'm kind of speaking from like a privileged spot. Like I didn't lose my job. You know what I mean? We're, I'm, I'm still working both Lynn and I are still working. So it's It's kind of weird, but you know, there's a lot of people out there who like have small businesses or like lost their jobs. And if, if, if they were renting, you know, from Chris or something like that, and they just lost their job during this like unprecedented thing. I think it's really the the government's position to step in and step in quickly. And I mean like almost instantaneously and and it say directly that like if you're a landlord and you have, you know, a tenant who's been a victim of this whole COVID situation, whether they're sick themselves or are caring for somebody that's sick or have lost their job, you should, you should, compensate those people immediately you know what I mean Hmm. well because it's been like we're seven weeks in and I mean the program's only been active for what like two weeks it's kind of unacceptable
0: I I mean I I agree with you Chris in that it's like okay so if your tenants don't have money coming in Hmm. uh, how are they going to pay their rent Um, but the way that you described it, um, was that you're sending notices now, not that you're going to evict someone, but it's a notice that informs them that the rent was not received for that month, right?
2: Correct. Yeah. So like some, like, I think there was a little bit of confusion in this interview about what an N4 was. And I clarified that like in Ontario, an N4 is essentially just a form between a tenant and a landlord. From the from the landlord to the tenant, that essentially says you have not paid me the rent that was we had agreed you would pay me for whatever reason, and it also gives the tenant fourteen days to pay the rent. Um, if they it, that's called the termination date. If the, if the rent is not paid within that termination date, well, and then at that point the the landlord has the right to apply for an eviction, which in Ontario can take anywhere from between forty five to ninety days.
0: So and it is... You- You also described the fact that all of that whole thing is shut down right now, right?
2: Well, yeah, the Social Justice Tribunal, tribunal, what used to be the Landlord and Tenant Board, is 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 closed, and uh, it was already quite backed up before that. So, like, you know, the reality is that Ontario is a very tenant-centric province. No one's getting evicted right now, and one of the things that said that Doug Ford said was uh, back in April was. You know, uh, no one should get evicted right now until, and you know. It, but he also said, if you can pay your rent, you should pay your rent. So, I don't well, I mean, listen, You know, I, like
0: I, 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 agree with that. In that, in that, you shouldn't. If there's a situation where, what is the benefit called? What is the benefit uh, helping people called? So, if people CERB. are receiving CERN,
2: then CERB, CERB. CERN, CERN, CERN is the is that is the particle collider, the large hadron,
0: large hadron. <laughs> Fuck off, Chris. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But if there is money flowing at this point, mm-hmm. um, your your basic necessities should be taken care of first. Like, it'd be interesting to see um, what this money is being spent on currently. I know that there will that be... I guess they, there won't be any way to run numbers on that, eh? Um, like if, if people yeah. are having, like, yeah, water parties be. and building fucking Disneyland in their backyard, like... Currently, uh, it'd be interesting to see where the money's going.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. this. Listen, all the other thing that the government said too is that if you are applying for serve and you don't need it, and we've determined that you don't, they're going to claw back that money like hard. So, <laughs> like, it's not a free for all. Like, this will ultimately like it's meant for only people who need it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes, like, the, you know, the factors to determine that are, are difficult sometimes, you know. Like, like I, I, I feel, I don't know, man, I, I feel really bad for individuals who are, like, you know, in, like, the more vulnerable of the situations, you know, not just, like, oh, oh you know, I lost my job and, uh, you know. No, 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 I, like, I agree with but you. there's there's people who are, like, uh, you know let's face it people that are in like abusive situations or you know kids or teenagers especially who are in abusive situations and are now stuck at home with their parents who are might be under like extreme financial stress is mm. probably like a recipe for pure disaster you know Not I, good. I, I feel bad for those people
0: I just think that I guess what I was trying to say I probably didn't say it very well was if there is uh, you know if there is money entering a household then I think it would be strange to start passing. uh, Like landlords have to make a living too, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it would be weird if a tenant had money coming in from a benefit because they needed it or that if they could pay their rent, then they should pay their rent. That's all I'm saying.
2: And if they can't pay their rent, then it would behoove them to – uh, communicate that to the landlord and try to diplomatically and reasonably work something out. Because one of the things I said in this interview was that uh, it's, you know, it's not exactly convenient for a landlord to to lose a tenant in the midst of a pandemic. It's also quite challenging to, logistically and otherwise to like find a new tenant, move them in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So like it's in the landlord's interest to work with existing tenants who have typically, you know, paid on time or are respectable the places, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, with that said, there's also, you know, asshole landlords. I'm not going to deny that. There are, you know, pieces of shit who like take advantage of things like pandemics uh, to evict people who are not paying market rent or who are tenured tenants or who they have had problems with, etc etc et cetera. And that's very unethical, you know, so.
0: Um, Out there, though, Chris, have you heard a lot of this like about a lot of this happening, like people being evicted right now? Cause that is shitty, man. Like, I can't even imagine.
2: Well, I mean, like so, so one of the things I, I, you know, you guys know I have, like I, I, I'm a founder in the software that, uh, that is for self-managing landlords. And I haven't heard a lot of stories about this kind of stuff, frankly, but you know, that's not to say that it's not happening. I, it is happening. I, I can tell you that right now there, you know, especially in places like Toronto and Vancouver, where those are very hot markets, um, you know, Regular people, professional landlords, et cetera, et cetera, will will sometimes and often do very, um, pretty shitty, shady things to like get somebody out of the place that they've been in for a long time, like with no good reason, other than greed, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's, and and you know, this is ultimately why the the there has to be balance with these uh, with these laws and these policies, and you know, in, in these in these wards and municipalities and provinces, you know. So.
0: I don't know. I also think it'd be, it'd be strange. Like who, I guess the difficult part is you also don't want your rent to start accumulating, right? Because it's my understanding that it has to be paid, right? Yeah. It'll ultimately be
2: paid. It's ultimately going to need to be paid. So yeah, you don't want it to accumulate, right? So
0: yeah, that's tough. That's a tough, uh, tough situation.
2: Yeah. It's kind of crappy, you know, so
0: I definitely feel, and again, like Gus, I'm, I'm speaking from, you know, a privileged point of view in that I am still employed uh, and, you know, it, it, I can't even imagine how hard it would be if I had zero money coming in. So, word all you people out there that are having problems, man, that sucks.
1: Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the rough part. But it's, it's like anything, man, you know, you got to wait. It's like we're talking about a national program, you know, and it's not like they can just...
0: But that's up. what, again, it comes back to the messaging, right? Because we've heard 18 months, we've heard all this stuff. Like, that's, to me, that's really counterintuitive, right? Like, to tell people, like, we may be doing this for 18 months. And mm-hmm. then now we're opening in May? Like, uh, what's happening? What is fucking happening? I know, it's completely fucked up.
2: I I, I don't I don't know... I, again, I'm going back to the same thing, which is like this thing caught the government completely off guard. All Western governments completely off guard, yeah. and now it's just like reactive policies and all the rest of this bullshit, and it just drives me crazy.
0: So my hope oh. is, my hope is that that there are people uh, crushing the data on this right now, and that like a legit plan is is you know forming internationally somewhere. Maybe it's CERN <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> to that if this happens again, we can just be like, okay, we know what to do now. Because Chris, I was saying this to Chris the other day, and it's probably pretty ignorant, but like with regards to air travel, et cetera, like I'd rather bail out an airline than all of North America, you know, or like all, you know what I mean? Seriously. But <laughs> I, I
1: think we can go back to like some some distant uh, podcasts in the past where we've talked about the economy, and I I, I feel like it's. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this great graphic, and it was, uh, uh I think one of you guys, I think I told one of you guys, but it's like it's a cartoon drawing, you know, in the style of a comic book, and it's like got two Tyrannosaurus Rex there, and they're like on a on a big plane, you know, um, not an airplane, but like a you know, a, a prairie scene, you know, with grasslands and there's some mountains in the background and there's a huge asteroid coming down at the sky. And one of them is like, oh no. And then the other one yells, the economy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I, think, I, I think it's like, you know, that's what I was trying to say to you before. Like, you know, should we have economists in on the discussion about science, about reopening shit? No, we shouldn't. Why? Because it's not actually a thing.
2: no but wait a minute wait a minute like i'm not saying that we have economists in on discussions about the virus i'm saying that we have economists in on discussions about the implications to society at least at least giving some um some perspective in terms of the uh the you know the the cost benefit analysis associated with that like you know like you don't think that that's a that's a reasonable thing to go like oh you know this lockdown is 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 uh, enacting or, or causing this kind well, of economic uh effect.
1: Like here, Todd, you'll probably know what I'm talking about when I say this, but it's kind of like it's kind of like I, I don't really like when when it comes to health and pandemics and like world ending shit, I'm just kind of like, I don't really I don't really view money as an actual thing anymore.
0: You know? Okay, well I, then let's let's pose the question like this. Um who do you think should be reporting to who? Like Should it be the economists reporting to the health professionals and saying, we highly recommend that you reopen the economy now?
1: No, that should never
0: happen. Or should it be the health professionals, Chris, that are saying, uh, we highly suggest uh, that you do not to the economists? And I'm sure this is happening right now, but who should have the ultimate say, I guess?
2: Well, I think scientists should have the ultimate say, but I, I don't see why those two things can't coexist in any moderate situation i guess i really i don't understand that i don't understand how having like the voice of um like a non-scientific voice that has like that has some measure of like the health of a society or some of the consequences enacted by some of these things why that's a bad thing to have in the mix
1: well i i i don't think i don't think it is necessarily you know if you're if you're asking from like a government's point of view you know if you're If you're like justin Trudeau and you're sitting around right now and you don't get advice from you know monetary policists you know if that's even a word um you you really you really should and but the thing is is that if i was uh you know the who am i going to sit around and like you know grant the time of day to somebody who is just there to talk to me about the economy because like my job is to just talk about human lives i would never you would never well, send a WHO person to an economist and be like, well, De- you know. Devil's I-
0: advocate though, Gus, that, right. like that isn't happening, right? Like there is definitely a large voice coming from both sectors right now, right? I, ga- I guess uh, with me. But I think you know what I mean, right? Is like yeah. my, what? there's nothing
1: that the economist could say that would sway the scientific opinion.
0: Well, no, because they, their interest is in human health, right? And Yeah, nor should it. Yeah, I right. think it's. I think that's where the difficult part is, Chris. Is it's kind of like, you know, the the health professionals are saying we need to social distance, we need to uh, keep you know social gatherings to a minimum, uh, and you know, I, I guess that's ultimately the difficult point is no one knows how this will work out. Um, social distancing and sort of reopening, right? Like Chris, be honest with me. Are you going to go out for dinners, et cetera, if restaurants start opening? Um,
2: I'm not sure, but I have been spending quite a bit of money, you know, like on takeout and supporting local businesses or whatever the case is. I'm just you talking know.
0: about because we know, I mean, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that you like your acai bowls. <laughs> are, you gonna, right. are you gonna go out and get some nice Asahi bowls if they're at capacity, which will be at you know fifty percent, let's say.
1: Hey guys, we got uh, nine, to, uh, eight minutes right now.
0: I guess uh, Zoom just messaged me and said they've removed the uh, forty-minute limit on this. So okay, well, sure, perfect.
2: So, well, let's keep the forty-minute minute because I'm watching the death of Stalin tonight. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like, it's apparently very funny.
0: You're fucking ridiculous, Chris. First Why you're like, because you're like, let's do this at regular time. And then you change the whole thing and walk to the fucking bank when you said, let's do this. So you could watch the death of Stalin.
2: I'm sorry. I know I'm a little unreliable right now, but it is a goddamn pandemic. I'm fucking going crazy in this house. Okay. <laughs> fuck. Give me some, right? give me a break. I'm sorry. Okay. I have
1: two kids under the age of four. Don't even fuck with me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah don't even fuck with Gus.
0: Okay. So, uh, I guess we'll just use what the remaining eight minutes now to to keep talking about this. Or is there anything you guys wanted to get off your chest? Well, I,
2: can I, can we get off this
0: COVID shit for
2: a second? Because the thing I've been like really obsessed with lately has been the you the Navy releasing more of those alien videos, those fucking yes. UFO videos.
0: Chris and I were talking about this the other day, and it's like, what other possible crazy shit could happen? Like, in what universe? Would they be like, yeah, guys, uh, this is a UFO. It's uh, legit. Uh, this is from the Pentagon. And everyone's kind of like, eh, whatever. What? Well, the thing, I don't know, man. Like, Note how I didn't say it's an alien. It's They're just saying, look, here's something that isn't in the U.S. inventory that the Pentagon's concerned about that's flying around U.S. airspace.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. And the thing is, is that we can't refute that those things um, – aren't like uh you know just visual anomalies you know um we
0: can because they were visually spotted as well oh really yeah the commander uh who uh like those those so i'm sure you've seen that guy david fraber uh on various interviews um he had them like he saw you know it wasn't just radar picking it up and it wasn't just the instruments picking it up it, it was uh yeah, like they saw that shit. Wow, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I don't
1: even, I don't even know, man. I, I like that. That it just kind of terrifies me. Why? Well, just because it's like, you know, uh, like any of the any of the human accounts that you've heard of, like interactions, you know, are very uh, it's, that shit terrifies me.
0: Probes, fire in the sky.
1: Well, not just like probes and all that shit, but just the fact that it's like. You know, I, I've, I've said this to you before, but like the, the scariest scene in a movie that I can remember w- was was signs, and when they're like, when when all the kids are at that birthday party, and it's kind of handy cam footage, and then oh, you see, you see it just walk by the garbage cans. Fuck. That was fucked up. No, man, like that. That to me is like, I'll take I'll take zombies on before I take that. <laughs> That's just fucking out
0: of I. Oh. So. Man. Chris and I were also talking about this the other day, Gus. What do you think is more terrifying? Um, would it be more terrifying to you that uh, our governments know all about these things and what they are, and they're just not telling us because they want to avoid panic or whatever, or that they have no fucking clue what any of this is and they're just as like be- bewildered as the rest of us, and that's why they're not talking about it? I think. It What's could... more terrifying? either way but the fact the fact that they don't know
1: I think is more terrifying about those specific things that they've that they've released yeah like if they if they don't have a clue like what it is
0: that, that's kind of freaks me out chris and i also used to like chris what do we used to say about like the how weird the last 100 years have been We went from like horseback riding to stealth bombers in less than a century.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was it was like it was like it was like Top Gun, and then like the year after it was like, oh yeah, here's a giant black wing that's invisible to radar and that looks fucking killer cool. Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What the hell happened here? here. It's like that 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 transition from the seventies, like you know uh, seventies, eighties, nineties, with that uh, you know with all the stealth technology and shit. I mean, that is like. But, like, let's just talk about the SR-71, man. That, when that came out in, like, you know, the late 70s, it was like, what the fuck? Where did this come from?
2: Man, I saw one of them in person at the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C.
0: I saw one in Ottawa. It is a massive
2: plane.
0: huge? Fuck.
2: But you didn't see it flying, though, right, Gus?
0: I didn't see it fly, but... uh, Yeah. That is, like, an intimidating plane. Holy shit.
1: It's ridiculous that the I saw I saw a documentary with the one of the pilots and he was like he was like yeah we were uh, you know they picked this, this apparently Russia was shooting at them you know and they were at like 80,000 feet or something and he was like all right well uh, you know I just like booted her into like Mach 4 and uh, they were zooming at 80,000 kilometers an hour Mach four or five or something. and uh, he said he was like he was like oh there's a there's Alaska and he's like, 20 seconds later, there's yeah, mm-hmm.
2: 45 seconds mm-hmm. later, there's LA. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, you know what that was? That was, um, yeah, they do like a speed check, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was totally crazy. It was, the guy was like, Yep, yeah, just checking in. It's at 2,800 knots or whatever it was. <laughs>
0: Everybody's like, what? Chris, are you in your kitchen now?
2: No, I just left my kitchen. Okay. Sorry, give me um, one second. I'm just about to take another walk. One sec. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'll kidding. Going out hey. into the vortex.
2: I'll murder you.
0: So basically, you. so basically, that's the whole point of this entire podcast. Is we're living in a <laughs> pandemic where there might be aliens. It's fucking. <laughs> what else was weird, Chris? There was
2: no, there. I got. I, no, there's one other thing. Is I also don't appreciate the media. I think the media is totally messing with us right now. I mean it because like I've been noticing like an abundance of like. Oh, wow. A gigantic two-mile-wide, you know, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis asteroid is skimming the atmosphere. What? <laughs> now? <laughs> Why is this happening now? Not now. Of course it's happening now. And it's, like, always a different one. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, 5, 6, B, 1, 8, C is, is you know, is 40 million, you know, like, miles away. It's skimming the Earth's atmosphere. It's, like, it's, no, it's between not- the
0: Earth and the moon.
2: That's like where Venus is, like that's not come on, guys. Like, you know, I know like everyone's at home freaking out, but like, I don't need this right now, I don't need this anxiety right now, you know. Like,
0: there's always it's a different like, asteroid. My favorite thing that Chris is, has uh, sent me over the past little while, and maybe we'll leave on this, is like he was going through his feed, and someone was like, Hey, anybody needs some beats? Not now, like, god damn it, it's <laughs> oh ridiculous, man.
2: Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, that guy, that guy. Oh, my god. I just, Sorry, I didn't catch all your. St- yeah, seriously, like I don't need any beats, man. You know what? I'm not even making <laughs> music right now. I don't care. Like, I don't <laughs>
0: need beats.
2: I swear to God, if I, if I could put together a book of like hilarious Facebook statuses during this <laughs> pandemic, it would be 300 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's this like there's like the, there's always like the people in someone's Facebook list which are like they're the deniers, <laughs> okay, and then there are the people who are like the you know, the apologists for like everybody who made a mistake with this. Okay. And then there are the people who are like, you're making any commentary and you're making it worse. And then there's the people who are just making sourdough. Everybody's making sourdough right now.
0: Like, holy geez. That's why I just just stay, stay off. And I told Gus like a little while ago, I've stopped reading editorials and opinion pieces altogether. Can't do it. All, I'm oh, all I read is, like, you know, quotes from medical professionals at this point. And, and I don't even read anymore, fuck it. Get... <laughs> what, what are you
2: reading, Gus?
1: No, man, I, I, I honestly don't. I, I, I open up, like, the news app on uh, my iPhone to kind of skim through the headlines. And,
2: mm.
1: you know, uh, check it out. You know, that's it. Because, uh, you know, I listen to what Justin Trudeau has going to say every day on the CBC. And I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Then you go to bed. Cuz man, you know, I I've, I've been down to the assessment center like two times now in the la- in the last couple of weeks to take photos and I've been to the hospital a couple of times like you know, you just do take your take your fucking precautions and like you know, do do what you're told and you can you can exist in environments like that, you know, but you have to
0: there's a lot of people, man, that are just like just don't understand it, you know. Okay, so messaging wise, and uh, I hope you guys have a good night because we'll call it quits after this. Yeah. I just opened the uh, Apple Top Stories. Here are the top four. Okay. Globe and Mail: Contract or contact tracing, a key oh task God, as Christ. provinces reopen amid pandemic. The Washington okay. Post says no touching, sharing, or borrowing pencils. Students go back to school in Israel. And then the two trending stories are. Mike Pompeo says there's enormous evidence coronavirus originated in Wuhan lab. Fuck. Oh, God, then, I saw that dude, recently. Dude, that's that's uh, what I
1: said, man. That's what I said. This is what I've been saying all.
0: <gasps> then Demi Lovato posts sultry photos in strapless swimsuits. Oh, yeah. I need to
1: see that. I'm logging on right now. Fuck, Fuck off, Demi Lovato. Oh, my God. Damn God. It. Demi Lovato. Give me a
0: break. You okay. guys want to do this again uh, next weekend?
2: Uh yeah just one one quick thing I I don't know if you guys have been watching a lot of Netflix but I watched a great movie the other night guys um I, I watched it's bullshit yeah no, not, bullshit no it's not I I watched Selena too it was really good <laughs> and it's on Netflix I would highly recommend it
1: <laughs> oh my god it's yes, that's I'm horrible.
2: Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been using this joke for two weeks. It's terribly unfunny.
0: It's so bad, I've had bad, multiple,
2: man. multiple friends and acquaintances tell me it's not funny. Don't do it. And I, but I do find it hilarious. So
0: Yeah, it's a bad bit, Chris. Sorry. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, so, so if we do this again next weekend, Gus, are you able to do this? Or is it like at a bad time? Or... Yeah, no, no, it's great, man. I'm in the garage. Think... Yeah, this
2: is a nice break. Like, we haven't done the podcast in a while. So yes. All Todd, right, can so... you like maybe put it up this time?
0: Fuck you. Oh. Maybe I would put it up if you didn't sound so event horizon. I'm
2: sorry, I was walking through a vortex. Yeah, entering Chris, another I mean, dimension. The
0: beginning of that is like horrific.
1: Yeah, wait until it, it's really down, Chris. It's really um, bad. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. I was battling sentinels in the Chris, future. Chris, you know, you know what was it was like? like if,
1: you, if you wanna if you wanna understand what it was like, just go and listen to Neil Armstrong landing on the moon and that's what <laughs> it fucking sounded like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. All right.
0: this is cool. All right. Oh keep an eye keep an eye on the news this week guys let's see if like we can like see other fucked up shit that's going on cuz i find this like it's terrifying okay, but I'm okay i'm gonna this. i'm gonna plant this
1: seed i need to plant this yeah. seed I'm sorry to cut you off man but i yeah. the seed is like you know there was there is something that i've been watching over the last like couple of weeks is like oh God. can we talk about the protests in illinois where the protesters have yeah have come out against the Jewish governor and are holding up signs saying, work will set you free in German. which is, Which is the slogan oh. above the Auschwitz camp. So the doorway... Oh are you kidding me? I, no, no. I haven't even see this. The doorway to the Auschwitz, the entrance to Auschwitz, says work will set you free in fucking German. And people showed up in front of the governor's mansion with signs saying this because they know she's jewish because she won't let them go back to work like can we talk about that
0: i don't oh, want to talk about that man it's terrible. why don't we
2: touch on that next week oh, uh, that's that's awful <laughs> sorry
0: god damn wow.
2: way to dour end a podcast gus yeah. oh, sorry just edit it out
0: okay guys yeah this is great <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right
0: all right i'll talk to you guys later okay later guys Peace. Peace.